back to Noah's window. This week we're talking about some of the emotions that we feel and maybe particularly have felt over the course of the last year and how we as God followers um, can deal with these or kind of talk about them and look at the biblical perspective on them. So today we're going to talk about something that I think we've all experienced, especially during this last year, and that is being confused. And I think we often have gotten confused because the messages keep changing and are often contradictory. So when we're confused, we just don't know which way to go. And we don't know what to do. In some cases, we don't even know what to believe. And when this overwhelms us, we can either freeze in our steps or just give up trying to understand and just move blindly forward. And none of these are good options. So let's talk a little bit about confusion and where it fits into the biblical economy in our lives. So first of all, we know that confusion, that God is not the God of confusion. 1 Corinthians 14.33 tells us God is not a God of confusion, but He's a God of peace. And we know from many, many scripture references that God wants us to have clarity. So since confusion doesn't come from God, it has to come from Satan, right? That's He wants us to be confused. He wants us to be um, he wants us to give up and just go blindly forward. Um, that's where what he's all about. <clears throat> now, the opposite of being confused would be having a clear understanding and having confidence and clarity. So there's so many places I could go in the Bible, but I particularly want us to look at the book of 1 John. Now, as you know, John is one of the apostles, and he wrote the gospel according to John, but then he also wrote some short little letters towards the end of the New Testament, 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John. These were letters or epistles. And then he also was the writer of the book of the Revelation. So we're going to jump in on the first of the little epistles, 1 John, and you'll see this recurring theme uh, throughout the book of 1 John about things we can know. Now, again, we can go many places um, to reiterate this in the scripture, but um, let's just walk through some of these passages in the book of 1 John. So 1 John chapter 3, verse 2, kind of pulling out just a little piece of this. Um, well, let's go, let's go to the beginning of it. He says, Dear friends, so he's talking to believers, we are already God's children, but he's not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. But here's the phrase, but we do know that we will be like him, for we will see him as he really is. So here's something we can know for sure. No confusion on this. We know we will be like Jesus when he, we see him. 1 John 3.16 says, We know what real love is because Jesus gave his life, uh, gave us, gave his life for us. 1 John 3.24 says, We know he lives in us. It's not a maybe so, maybe today, maybe not tomorrow. We know he lives in us because the spirit he gave us lives in us. 1 John 5.13, and this is I've made this our theme verse on our homepage. Um, And again, this is John writing. He says, I have written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that, so here's here's one of those phrases you want to notice because he's about to give you a reason. Okay, I've written this to you. Why did he write it to us? Those who believe in the name of the Son of God, because or so that you may know you have eternal life. Not that you can hope so, not that you can think so, but that you can know And notice he said, you have eternal life, not that you will have it someday. You already have it. You're not going to die. Okay, Um, 1 John 5.15. And again, I'm just pulling a phrase. I hope you'll pull out your Bible. Read 1 John. 1 John 5.15, he says, we know he hears us when we make our request. That's important. Don't you want to know 
the person that you're talking to, don't you want to know they're listening? We know that God, the creator of the whole universe, hears us when we make our requests. That's a big one today. First John 5, 18. We know that God's children do not make a practice of sinning. Now let's rewind and repeat that again. It doesn't say they will never sin. But it, what does it say? It says, we know that God's children do not make a practice of sinning. It's not the desire of our heart. It's not the habit of our life. It's not the practice of our of our life. Uh, so God's children do not make a practice of sinning. First John 5, 19. We know that we're children of God. Here's another one. And that the world around us is under the control of the evil one. That's an important thing to know. You need to know who's in control. Mark's been talking about this. But that Satan is in control of this world. Until God pulls that, takes it back. He gave the illustration in the message last weekend. God owns the whole universe. But right now Satan has a lease on the earth. And God's going to honor the terms of that lease. But that lease is just about over. Okay. All right. So we know that we're children of God. And that the world around us is under the control of the evil one. And then one final verse in 1 John chapter 5, verse 20. We know that the Son of God has come. That's when Jesus came the first time. And he has given us understanding so that we can know the true God. That's big. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. We can know God. He wants us to know him. How important is that for us to know? We can know him. And then he goes on to say, Now we live in fellowship with the true God because we live in fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the only true God, and He is eternal life. So those are just a few examples of where we can know for sure and not have any confusion. There's no contradiction. Whatever we might be confused about in this world we're living in right now, these are things we can know for sure and many more things as well. But the most important thing is to know that Jesus Christ came to die for you, to pay for your sins. And that he's offering you forgiveness and eternal life. And I hope if you do not yet have that relationship with him, that today will be the day that you will call on him. Repent of your sins. Acknowledge the fact that you're a broken sinner. That's that's how we approach him, in honesty in our brokenness. Because at that point, then, he can make us whole by that forgiveness that he's offered to us freely. So I pray that this will be an inspiration and an encouragement to you today. And I look forward to talking to you again tomorrow. But let's have a word of prayer as we leave. Oh, Father, thank you so much that you are not the author of confusion, but that you do want us to have clarity and you want us to know for sure those things that are most important. I just pray that you would give us the comfort of that uh, that for sure knowledge in our hearts even today. Everyone that's listening, everyone that's watching, help us to know for sure even today that we are your children and that you do love us and that you are going to take care of us even in these difficult days and that you're not watching things spin out of control um, and that you haven't given up control, that you are, are going to continue to execute your plan and that we're part of that plan and that you are going to rescue us and take us to live with you forever. Thank you so much, Father, for that confidence. Please bless each one today that's listening or watching. And uh, I pray that we would all serve you in a way that would bring you glory and honor even today. Thank you so much, Father, for all that you've done and all that you're going to do. And we ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. We'll talk about another emotion that we're all experiencing. And God bless your day.